You're listening to the Standard Podcast, eye-opening for your ears. สวัสดีค่ะโบสาวิตรีนะคะ This is We Need to Talk Podcast, podcast talk show ภาษาอังกฤษสำหรับคนไทยที่ใช้ภาษาอังกฤษค่ะ Hi, you guys. Welcome back to our show. Thank you so much for listening. ตามธรรมเนียมของ We Need to Talk โบจะชวนแกสของเราคุย3ประเด็นนะคะถ้าเกิดว่าเป็นน้องฟ้าใสเนี่ยโบว่าเรื่องแรกที่อยากจะชวนคุยเลยคือเรื่องของการประกวดนางงามค่ะเธอผ่านมาแล้วหลายเวทีล่าสุดได้ตำแหน่งรองอันดับ2 Miss Universe Thailand 2560ด้วยนะคะและถูกแต่งตั้งเป็นตัวแทนประเทศไทยเข้าร่วมประกวด Miss Earth 2017ค่ะเวทีนี้เราเข้าร่วมมาโดยตลอดแต่ยังไม่เคยได้รับตำแหน่งสูงสุดเลยแต่โบว่าหลังจากติดตามดูผลงานของน้องฟ้าใสแล้วปีนี้เรามีโอกาสลุ้นมงมากเลยนะคะ Miss Earth น่าสนใจยังไงสาวไทยเตรียมตัวอย่างไรเดี๋ยวคุณผู้ฟังจะได้ทราบค่ะเรื่องที่2โบอยากชวนน้องคุยเรื่องการเรียนค่ะเพราะที่ฟ้าใสเรียนน่าสนใจมากๆเลยแม้ว่าบ้านเรายังไม่ค่อยคุ้นเคยกันนักนั่นคือ kinesiology หรือสาขาวิทยาศาสตร์การเคลื่อนไหวค่ะน้องจบปริญญาโทจาก University of Calgary kinesiology คืออะไรน่าสนใจอย่างไรทำไมฟ้าใสเลือกเรียนสาขานี้และเรียนยังไงจนได้เกียรตินิยมอันดับหนึ่งเดี๋ยวโบจะถามให้นะคะและเรื่องสุดท้ายแคนาดานั้นเป็นเหมือนบ้านพี่เมืองน้องของสหรัฐอเมริกาถึงเราจะคุ้นเคยกับ USA มากกว่าแต่แคนาดาก็มีหลายอย่างที่น่าสนใจนะคะน้องฟ้าสายอยู่แคนาดามันนานโบก็เลยจะชวนให้น้องเป็นทูตการท่องเที่ยวแคนาดาอย่างไม่เป็นทางการแนะนำให้เรารู้จักประเทศนี้ให้ดีขึ้นค่ะรอฟังกันนะคะเอาละค่ะและตอนนี้ก็ได้เวลาเปลี่ยนโหมดเป็นภาษาอังกฤษกันแล้วพร้อมหรือยังคะ Ladies and gentlemen, it would be my pleasure to introduce our guest for this episode of We Need to Talk podcast. She's one of the most favorite contestants of Miss Thailand Universe 2017, and she will represent our country in the Miss Earth competition. Let's meet her now. Fasai Pawin Suda Druin. Hello, Nong Fasai. It's so nice to have you here. Thank you. It's an honor for me to be here today. Um, I have always rooted for pageants, especially re- ladies who are representing Thailand, mm-hmm. and you are representing us in the Miss Earth competition. Yeah. Oh and my gosh! I'm so excited. Are you? You're. You like by the time that this is aired. You will be in the Philippines. Be, yeah, yes. it's only about because it's going to be aired on the first of November, right? Mm-hmm. The pageant will be on the fourth of November, so about three days after. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> by then you'll be super ready, and you'll be in the Philippines, like super ready to compete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So you know, like we, when we think about pageants, mm-hmm. the misconception that people would have is that oh yeah, they're just beautiful women without. A brain. They just all they need to do is just to, you know have a big smile and pretty poses and mm-hmm. a perfect body. But today we're gonna show them that in today's pageants, mm-hmm. it's much much more than just the beauty. So part. much more, yeah, definitely. So we're gonna get to know you a little better. And first thing we're gonna talk about is 
the beauty pageants. Okay. I've heard that you've been a contestant in quite a lot of pageants already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you gotta chase your dreams. <laughs> I, I feel you, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, you were you participated in the Miss Chinese Cosmo 2013 competition. Yeah. Also Miss Thailand 2013 and yeah. Miss Thailand Universe 2017, which just happened. Yeah. Um, what fascinates you about being a part of the competition, and were you? also competitive in everything else in life or just the beauty contest? Well, I had different reasons for entering each of the pageants. Mm-hmm. Like for my first one was Thailand Chinese Cosmos. It was pretty much like, you know, it was during my summer vacation mm-hmm. and I wanted to get like some experience in this pageant world. Like, is it right for me? Like, how would I feel? And that's pretty much like, you know, I went so much further than what I expected with second runner up. And afterwards, I got the opportunity to represent Thailand too. Like one of the four people who represented Thailand in Malaysia at the Miss Chinese Cosmos. Mm. And that really like was a huge eye opener because I've never competed internationally before. And now I know like, you know, from that experience, now I know what to expect when I go to the Philippines, like what I have to bring and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. But for the second one, Miss Thailand um, in 2013. Mm -hmm. So I have to say that my mother, like, you know, it's just a little dream of hers Mm -hmm. that she wanted me to enter this pageant. And so like, you know, I was still in Thailand and I was thinking, okay. If I could, before I go and like try and achieve my dream, right. I want to complete hers first. So that's why Aww. like I entered it. And again, like I wasn't expecting anything, but I went farther than the first pageant and I got first runner up. So, mm-hmm. wow. But this time for Miss Universe Thailand this year, it was a huge dream of mine. And um, I found out from my years of experience that you need to be smart and not just beautiful. Mm-hmm. So my first goal was when I, because I took two years off of school mm-hmm. at that time to complete my duties for Miss Thailand. And I went back and I, I wanted to get that degree with honors. And um, in order to graduate with honors, I, I had to get an overall GPA of 3.6 or higher. And I have to admit that in my first semester, like I was still kind of lost and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I kind of... Uh, let's say deviated a bit <laughs> and I actually like I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest here and I got uh my first semester was two point I think it was uh five one five or something mm-hmm. and Girl. it was like really it was really bad but the thing was when I went back I still had two years left mm-hmm. I graduated within a year and a half mm-hmm. with straight A's in that 16 months like that year and a half that I went back and I graduated with honors so that was one thing ticked off and then I came back and every like there was so much more than a lot of people may think into preparing for you know my dream pageant which was you know one I had to lose weight yeah (laughs) I had to have like a firm body because at that time when I came back I was what about 78 kilo Mm -hmm. and by the time I entered I was about 62 63 wow that's a big loss yeah of of weight yeah so I was um you know I was pretty happy with myself that you know definitely if you have a goal you're gonna do everything Mm -hmm. in order to try and achieve it um other things was definitely like my tie was really weak so I had to train myself with like a teacher in the Q&A portion Mm -hmm. and like there's just so much that goes into it and Um, sorry, I totally like lost. What was the question again? <laughs> it was why. Oh, well, what makes me attracted to? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm so sorry. It's um, okay. So what happened was, I really liked the idea of, you know, 
being able to have a platform to make a difference Mm -hmm. because I always get up and do the same old patterns, the same old routines. And it's just, you know, what am I doing with my life? Mm -hmm. And now with beauty pageants, there's a platform where you could be a voice for others. And your voice can be heard. Exactly. So that was one of the main reasons why I entered the pageants. But mostly it was also to challenge myself, Mm -hmm. to gain new experiences, meet new people, have more friends. Mm -hmm. And it's just like everything really draws me to beauty pageants. And you said that you've competed in other stuff before, like sports. Yes, sports. What, What sports do you play? Um, basketball, volleyball, badminton, swimming, and I'm actually trying um, Muay Thai. Oh, wow. Yeah. So don't mess with her, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so you do it all. So you're a sporty girl. Yeah. See, it's not like the stereotypical, I, you know, people people have the stereotype of beauty queens. Like, oh, they're, they're, like, they don't care about anything else. But you care. You have, um, you have a purpose for entering the pageant mm-hmm. and you are a sporty girl you're the girl next door so Aww. it's very easy to relate to you Aww. what would be the difference between a beautiful woman and a beauty queen okay well personally i think that a beautiful woman as you mentioned does not need to have brains like she she could just be in a room and smile and you would think wow is she very pretty like is she a beautiful girl mm-hmm. but when you talk with her she might not be as charming as you thought, mm-hmm. initially thought. And with a beauty pageant queen, it's completely different because you can see that she has passion in what she does. And, you know, it, there's a lot of hard work that goes into being a beauty pageant queen and doing like her advocacy and just really carrying it out. And you can tell that she needs to have an all-rounded knowledge. And when you talk with her, it just feels like she just charms you and she draws you in and you're like wow like she's not only just pretty but she's also intelligent too mm-hmm. you know you know do you know that show jimmy kimmel oh my gosh have you ever seen it yes um it's really funny because you know like i said a lot of people have this misconception of you know beauty queens being stupid or whatever mm-hmm. or not stupid but like they're they're not as smart as people would think yeah but jimmy kimmel he actually had questions mm-hmm. that were in the miss i think it was miss america pageant mm-hmm. and went out on the street and asked regular joes like regular people uh-huh. ask them these questions oh and you you would be surprised how stupid real life <laughs> people are or maybe not stupid but maybe just because we're under pressure you know like yeah, I know they ask mean. like really serious questions mm-hmm. and you know when you guys are on stage, you yeah. guys make it look so effortless. You guys make it look so easy. Like We try to. <laughs> yeah, and people always judge them, you know, for, for just because you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. But um, little do they know, it's it's actually harder to answer. And without... Definitely. With the pressure. Definitely. Of, and especially the time limit, too. Exactly. Yeah. So I think I love that Jimmy Kimmel did that because yeah. then people could relate a little bit more of... Yeah, it's, it's not actually as more easy as you exactly, think. Exactly, it's yeah. actually more stressful than you mm. you th- you think. Now, have you ever seen the movie Miss Congeniality? My sister loves to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. It's one, it's actually one of my favorite movies, the first Miss Congeniality. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for our listeners out there who haven't seen it, this movie is about an FBI agent who's tough. And sort of always thinks very little of the beauty queens. Yeah. Until one day she had to go undercover and become one herself. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So a lot of people are the same way like we mentioned that, Mm -hmm. you know, they think that being in a beauty pageant Mm -hmm. might 
be a little anti-feminist mm. or that the whole pageant thing is kind of shallow because it's all about looks and I'm doing the air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> what can you tell them about the beauty contest? Like, what is it really about? Well, I can tell you definitely that you need passion and beauty pageants are all, all about, as I said, like making a difference. Mm -hmm. And there's so much that goes into it because as it's mentioned, a beauty pageant is they're looking for someone who's pretty, but also someone who can, you know, it depending on the pageant that you're entering, like for example, Miss Universe, mm -hmm. it's um, confidently beautiful mm -hmm. or Miss Earth is, um, you know, this year the theme is herrings fighting climate change. Mm -hmm. And um, definitely, like, you need to be beautiful, like, have a pretty face. You're, you need to have a firm body. And also you need to think the part, not just look the part, but be able to speak mm -hmm. the part. And it's a lot, like, there's a lot that goes into it. And, like, I don't know how to explain it, but even with, as you said, with the time limit mm -hmm. and the pressure that goes into answering the questions like you definitely need to be a quick thinker and be able to have the wit like quick witted to mm -hmm. to answer the questions and there's so much that goes into it that you don't realize exactly mm -hmm. because I mean to be honest with you when I, I I am a pageant fan yeah I like watching pageants oh my gosh and I'm not ashamed to admit that <laughs> yes <laughs> um and when I watch the pa like every single pageant and mm -hmm. when it comes down to you know the top five or top three yeah. where they ask you the questions I try to put myself in your shoes mm -hmm. and I try to answer along with you and yeah. you know what it, it is hard yeah. and you have like a few seconds to think about it and answer eloquently mm -hmm. yeah. you know not just answer it like just like you don't, you don't <laughs> blurt it out you know you need you have to, to think, think about, about it, it and yeah. answer it eloquently I totally forgot to mention but mm -hmm. um you know, the reason why beauty pageants are like over a course of a month or a course of like weeks is because during the time when you're doing activities, they also look at your personality. If you're friendly, if you're able to get along in groups and if you're going to be like OK to work with, because mm -hmm. obviously like after the pageant is over, if you are crowned, then you're going to be working with them. Right. So one part is definitely the personality. The mm -hmm. second part is obviously like, you know, as I mentioned, with the swimming suit, you look at the body wise, if you're firm, if you have a good body. Um, also beauty pageants, the face, mm -hmm. of course. Um, but, you know, you need to be able to walk with your catwalk. That's why, like, you know, for all the, the what do you call it, the parts before answering the questions, they have, like, many walks of mm -hmm. in a short dress, in an evening gown, the swimsuit. But at the end of the day, they don't look at your outward appearance. Yeah, That's why when you get into the top five or the top three, they have the answer portion. And mm -hmm. in many, many different pageants, you always just kind of like clear mm -hmm. the scores that was building up. Mm -hmm. And then you really just focus on how well she answers and if it's straight to the point. Yeah, because for example, like Pia, Miss mm -hmm. Universe oh 2016. I love her. She she isn't the typical beauty queen that mm -hmm. you like the her body type isn't the, t the typical body queen mm -hmm. body type that we think of yes but she is so smart and mm -hmm. she 
she holds her own. She knows how to present her body well. She knows how to present the clothes well, and most yeah. importantly, she answers Sincerely. the questions very well. And yeah. you could totally relate to her. And just you feel like, oh my gosh, she is That's, so real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, when I I actually had the opportunity to meet her mm-hmm. in the Pia meet and greet in Thailand. Yeah, she came. Yeah, and right. she has a lot of interesting views, and it, it's really something that. I would suggest you listen to, and you could like totally see a different um, opinion, a different point of view that makes you think, "Oh my gosh!" Like you know, I've never thought of it that way before, or what she said is really spot on, and mm-hmm. it's very inspirational. What What was the most inspirational thing that she said? That well, there's uh, it, it's really hard to pick one, but mm-hmm. one of the things that I remember up to this day is that. Um, obviously, because of the beauty standards, mm-hmm. the typical beauty, as you mentioned, um, a lot of beauty queens are, you know, they say the fans always say like, "Oh, her eyes are small, or her nose is kind of weird, or you know, her boobs are tiny." Like, mm-hmm. um, she should go get some plastic surgery. But Pia comes out and says, "If you tell your queens." To all get plastic surgery, and they go on stage. They're all gonna look the same. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna be able to pick mm-hmm. who's the winner, who's the champion? So instead of bashing our queens, we should support her because she's standing on that stage representing you. And I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Heck yes, <laughs> yeah. And now, since you've done it a few times already, and uh-huh. I think that each competition could be like your very own unique life lesson. Yeah. Looking back at the most recent pageant, the Miss Thailand Universe pageant, what was the most memorable or valuable lesson that you've learned from it? Well, I think it really like helps that I was able to go to Chiang Mai, mm-hmm. and in Chiang Mai, what happened was I was able to really, you know, see the culture difference because I was dressing in like full attire wear from head to toe mm-hmm. in the Chiang Mai clothes, like in a bun with um, flowers. And also I was able to go to old, like ancient temples and mm-hmm. really just see how a temple was 700 years ago. Yep. And where also I was part of um, this traditional walk or this tradition where there's a ceremony where you walk around and I was, um, I don't know how to explain it, but uh, Oh, like, like, or like pie, like pie, like for the boats? No, 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 not for the boats, but like, um, you know, in the olden days, you would have this kind of like uh, thingy where you, where you go to the market. Oh, like a hop. Like I was able to be, I, I totally don't know how to say this in English, but nang hap. And I was like, oh my gosh, like with the music and the dance and I was like at the at the front with this and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, like feel the goosebumps. Like yeah. there was a lot of tradition that went back there and it really shows that in different um, parts of Thailand, they have their own culture and there's so much that you can learn. Mm-hmm. And that's really like the main thing that I learned about this pageant is you just have to visit every part of Thailand and you can see the difference, whether, whether it's subtle, whether it's in the food, in the clothes, in the culture, like they're all different. I think you raised a good point. I, um, a lot of people in Thailand, myself included, mm-hmm. haven't really visited all the parts of Thailand, all the regions of Thailand. Mm-hmm. And 
my friends travel all the way across the world just to visit us. And yeah. sometimes people are like, oh, I'm going to Phuket. Like, what do you recommend me go? I'm like, mm, girl, I've know. only been there for work. I've never gone there <laughs> for traveling. So I can't give you any recommendation. Like, what about got PP? I'm like, oh, same. I can go to Bangkok. <laughs> like, it's such a shame. And, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's something that... I, I feel like we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Thailand is so beautiful and it very. has so many beautiful parts that it's unseen. And it, yeah, you know? and it's very exotic too. Mm-hmm. Like it's so unique that that's why like I'm so passionate. Like every time you speak to me about Thailand, you could just see my <laughs> eyes start sparkling and I'm like, I really want to visit every part mm-hmm. of Thailand. It's just, oh my gosh, I could go on forever. <laughs> yeah. So by the time, like we mentioned earlier, by the time this episode is published, it'll be three days before the yeah, competition yeah, for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And we know that you're going to do so well. You look oh. ready. You sound ready. And <laughs> I think that you'll you'll do great. And we're rooting for you. Cross fingers. <laughs> By the way, mm-hmm. I hope uh, I hope that we can expect to see more of you in the future, maybe perhaps in the show business. Hopefully. <laughs> what kind of future career plans do you have for yourself right now? Well, right now, like with my height, I'm looking definitely into the modeling industry. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Miss Universe Thailand organization is also trying to help me into being an MC or a host. Mm. And if I had the opportunity, definitely, definitely, I would try like all different, you know, entertainment industries such as singing or drama, like mm-hmm. acting, MVs, like anything, I would definitely be open to okay. try. Pujat ka? Ha fang yu. All right, now let's go back in time when you were in school. Okay. I've heard that you've, you, you're ma- you majored in something very interesting. So let's talk about that. Okay. You went to school in Canada, right? Yes, I did. Did, did you grow up there? Um, well, I actually, like, I was born here. Mm-hmm. And then after I finished grade two, that's when I moved to Canada. So that was in 2001, about seven and a half years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what part of Canada did you live in? In Alberta, so in Calgary. Mm. And... I went to school there until I graduated from university. Speaking of university, <laughs> Greg Sekwebo. <laughs> Speaking of university, what was your major for your bachelor's degree? Kinesiology. 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 You, there's, um, it's actually when I when I looked into it at first, like mm-hmm. it, it was very limited. Like in Cal- in Canada itself, like there wasn't a lot of schools that had this major. Yeah. And. Um, are you going to ask, like, what is it about or why did I take it? Both. Both. What is it about? I mean, I mean I, it's, it's, it's a science. study of human movement. Yeah. And um, I think I really need to explain why I chose this first. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I like, as I said, like, I was lost. I didn't know what to take. Mm-hmm. And um, at first I was kind of debating business because I heard that if you go into business, then you can just switch to any other major later yeah. on. But then I heard from my friends that are we're already in university that if you go into a major and you try to switch out, you know, it, they're going to make it harder. Like you're going to need a higher grade mm-hmm. in order to switch into that major that you want to afterwards. Right. So I was like, OK, well, dad, help me. <laughs> and my dad was like, well, I don't want to choose for you, mm-hmm. but how about you just cross out the majors that you know you don't want to take? Mm-hmm. So that was like a lot. That was like. I don't want to graduate in religion Uh or math. Well, I was in IB, 
And the thing is, like, I, I actually loved math, but I in IB, what happens is I kind of, like, go fast-paced. And I in my 12th year, I would learn, like, some of the courses that you would learn in university. Uh, kind of so, like AP classes in, in yeah, the States, yeah. right? And um, what happened was I took math 1020 in grade 10 and then... Uh, 30 and calculus in grade 11 so mm-hmm. there was no math in grade 12 so a whole year without math and then going to university in order to take math ma- uh, major you mm-hmm. know that's kind of like no I don't, nope. I don't think <laughs> no, so thank you. so there was like a lot of stuff I crossed out of my list and at the end of the day like when I was a kid I've always wanted to be a doctor mm-hmm. and so I was practically looking into like pre-med courses pre-med like anything pre-med right and the thing that I came up with was kinesiology because one you learn about anatomy and physiology mm-hmm. and I was thinking I don't want to learn about anything like bio mm-hmm. like macro and I'm no, sorry not macro microbiology mm-hmm. and molecules so I was like okay well this is something that you can do yourself it can apply to us because it's about the human body right and the thing that i took was general like i could have taken anything like i could have taken um biomechanics i Mm -hmm. could have taken personal training as um you know the majors that branch out of it right but i wanted to take general because i wanted to get an idea of all the different spectrums in kinesiology so I actually took like adaptive physical activity and outdoor living and like all those stuff that is all about human movement. And Mm -hmm. also um, most people who graduate from kinesiology, they would take a master's degree and then they would become a physiotherapist. Mm. Yeah. But a part of me like at that time wanted to take medicine. So that's why I was looking at all like the physics and the chemistry and all those options. That all were, the hard classes, of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> and by that time, when I noticed that, oh, okay, you're going to have to take OCHEM, like organic chemistry. Everyone is afraid of OCHEM. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, because the thing was, when I, when I was in IB and I took it in, in high school, mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, um, should I? And that was like at the end of my second year. That's why like when I came back mm-hmm. and with that opportunity for, for the first pageant, right. like I was so lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And at that time, like I was like, okay, let, let's, let's go for something different. Let's like look at life at a new perspective. And maybe I could see like, what is it that I really want to do with my life? Mm-hmm. So um, anyways, I wanted to take kinesiology because there was nutrition, there was everything that pertained to my body. And it was a plus that, you know, with personal training and all that stuff, I could apply it mm-hmm. and actually prepare myself for beauty pageants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's smart. See, yeah. you, you related that to your dreams. Yeah. And you let that guide you on in choosing what choose to study because it's a a dilemma everybody goes through yeah but a part of me like one of the reasons why I took it was um my parents like my 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 mom has osteoporosis like weak bones Mm -hmm. and my dad had uh weak knees so I wanted to learn about like as I said like most people who graduate from kinesiology were physiotherapists right so I had I took classes where I learned about that like what to do and what activities to recommend for people in order to like you know be active and live a healthy lifestyle because people who are healthy will live longer lives and mm-hmm. happier lives because they're gonna be healthy yeah and um, you know I guess that was one of the main reasons why I took kinesiology because you can help others mm-hmm. and it's just, Simply like being there and just also knowing for yourself, too, because if it applies to you and you can kind of like 
give that knowledge away in mm-hmm. order to help others, and especially um, for those who have disabilities, right. like physical, intellectual, like anything. Like there's also activities that you could do, not only like for your health, but also how to kind of like steer you and like help you kind of learn the skills in order to be in society mm-hmm. in a way that you can help yourselves. So like it's just it's there's so much more in kinesiology that yeah because it's it's a it's a major that you don't hear a lot exactly kinesiology and that's why I was so surprised when I read that you took that as a major mm-hmm. good for you you chose <laughs> from passion and you I, I love your dad's method by yeah. the way and I think a lot of people are struggling with that yeah, of choosing what to major in one of the things that I really liked was that he lets me choose for myself mm-hmm. because I think that a lot of parents nowadays like they really tell the their kids like you have to be a doctor or a lawyer or a dentist because you get a lot of money and like hello Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you go in and you waste money just so that your kid says i don't want to do this i'm not going to graduate in this i'm going to switch majors that's Mm going to be a waste of money and it's not going to make your kid happy yeah so yeah definitely like if you are having troubles out there definitely cross things that you don't want to do or don't want to take from your list great method yes (laughs) (laughs) all right let's backtrack a little bit okay when you were growing up yeah what was the education system like in canada Starting from kindergarten up to like high school to college. Well, in Thailand, you have kindergarten one, two, three, right? Right. It, over there, you only have one kindergarten, mm-hmm. grades one to nine, 10, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. So, wait, grades one to it's elementary, one to six. One to six? Yeah, and then I middle think it's here, school. Yeah, middle yeah. school is seven, eight, nine, and then 10, 11, 12 high school. And mm-hmm. then you can either choose if you want to go to college or if you want to um, get a diploma, like go to university. It's really up to you. Mm-hmm. If Like for, for me, if I wanted to go to the States, I had to take like a specific, uh, specific test. Like I think it was the LSATs or something. Yeah. Oh, oh the LSAT is for um, law school. Right. I my was friend, gonna, I was going to take friend, the LSAT. <laughs> yeah, my friend was going to take the LSATs. And I was like, well... You know, personally, if I like I actually like was looking into some universities in Canada, like in Ontario, where Mm -hmm. you could just go straight into med scene Mm. without having to do the four years undergrad. Yeah. But then I I, like, you know, I just didn't want to like be a financial burden on my parents. Yeah. And it cost a lot for res. And on top of that, like the taxes are 15 percent like double tax in with the provincial tax in Ontario, like any other province outside of Alberta. Uh So I decided like anywhere that's near home. Especially like in 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 Calgary, then I don't have to waste money on res, and that's like saving at least like ten fifteen thousand per year. Yeah. Did you commute to to home? the bus? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> You've mentioned earlier that you were on the honor roll mm-hmm. or the dean's list. That was in kinesiology, right? That was in kinesiology. Um, I was also on the honor roll. Seven, eight, nine, like from junior high, like you start the honor roll from junior high to high school to university. You don't really call it an honor roll. You call it a dean's list per year, Mm -hmm. every year, Mm 3.6 and over. But if you have um, at the end of your degree, if you had it for the last three years, Mm -hmm. then you graduate with honors, with Ah. distinction, sorry. And that's, you know, I was pretty happy that my overall average, not only was I on the dean's list on my last year, I had also graduated with distinction. Yes. What kind of hard work did you have to put into that? Oh my gosh. Uh, um, first of all, <laughs> I had to say, <laughs> I have to say that I was such a huge drama addict. Uh huh. And when I was at home, <gasps> what did you watch? Um, I like I, geez, like 
all the Asian dramas, the Thai, the Korean, Japanese, Taiwanese, Chinese, Philippines, like any Asian drama I would mm-hmm. watch. And like if it was in Thailand, I would know the whole schedule like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday to Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, or Monday to Sunday. Like I would know everything. Oh my Every, god! They would come to me like as a Thai, like um, Wikipedia. <laughs> And um, love it. You know, like at that time, that was of course um, during my first two years. Mm-hmm. I would know anything and everything regarding dr- dramas, like whether it w- any Asian dramas. And yeah. when I came here, and I had a goal that I went back and I had to get like graduate with distinction, like be on the dean's list. Mm-hmm. That's when I really like focused on studying and I think it really helped that I took a two-year break too because yeah. it made me really want to go back to school mm-hmm. and at that time believe it or not like unless it was during my holidays and after exams mm-hmm. I would not open a single drama wow yeah and um I think that really helped because by being able to focus on it like you really just just do your homework and you study a lot and it was pretty easy to get like straight A's mm-hmm. and I have to admit that definitely, like, if you have a spring and summer, then definitely, like, take one of them off at least because mm-hmm. you're going to burn yourself out like what I did. Like, at, I took winter, spring, summer, um, and then fall, and then again, like, winter. Mm-hmm. And at that time, like, you know, in the spring and summer, you're supposed to only take spring two courses, summer two courses, so that your exams would be kind of like spaced out a bit in, right. in three days you only have two exams but what I did was I wanted to graduate in a year and a half mm-hmm. so I took three in spring and three in summer so that means I had one every day or two in one day and then one on on the next day because it like uh, uh in a in a day you could only have two mm-hmm. And at that time, like, you know, I was still okay. I was still going like, hello, keep it coming. Like, I can do this. Oh, I took, sorry, fall, winter, spring, spring, summer, summer. fall, and then winter again. So that was six semesters. And I have to say, like, during my last semester, I was so burned out that I started to sheet just a little bit. (laughs) But um, if it was exam times, no computers. Mm -hmm. So... Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I I totally relate because my freshman year of college, Mm -hmm. I was obsessed with... (laughs) What? What? With the soap opera passion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And I used to schedule my classes around passion. You're kidding. Yes. Oh, my My gosh. That was my my first quarter. um, My school, uh, I went to UCI. And it's a quarter system. So for for the first quarter at UCI, I scheduled my classes around a soap opera. Shameful. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And one of my roommates Mm -hmm. in my sorority, she used to schedule her class around Oprah. Oh my god! Because she gosh, loves really? Oprah, yeah. So she used to see oh. her classes around Oprah, so that people and we do that. Unfortunately, we didn't have that <laughs> that option, but um, yeah. definitely, like I was thinking, I was actually debating whether I I could have done it in a whole year, but mm-hmm. they wouldn't let me be able to um, go over the maximum five courses in a fall or winter. Damn! Semester. But you graduated in a year and a half. Yeah, instead of two years. That's amazing. Ah. So see, hard work's pay off. But that was. That was, um, of course, that was after, like, the, you know, I took two years first and then two years off and then a year and a half to graduate. So instead mm-hmm. of, if you look at it, then it's, like, you know, overall, it, it's longer than four years. Mm-hmm. But if it was the time I went to school, it was three and a half years. But, you know, 
I was just, still, that's still I was just, really good. Yeah, I was just happy. Like, I was, like, relieved. Like, yes, it's finally over. And, yes, I did. Like, I did it. Like, all that hard work, like, totally paid off. And my parent, both of my parents were there on my graduation day. Aww. So I was like, thank you. They must be so proud. Yeah, I was, I was so happy. They were just, oh, my daughter finally graduated. I was <laughs> like, yeah, sorry for the long wait. <laughs> All right, last but not least, mm-hmm. we need to talk about Canada. Okay, go for it. So for your first interview question on Miss Thailand mm-hmm. Universe competition, you were asked, mm-hmm. Now let me ask you this. What can you tell us about the charms of Canada as a country? What would how would how would you answer that? Well, you know, like I answered in for Thailand, like definitely the tourist attractions and and the food and um, definitely the the Thai people and I have to say like if I were to answer the charms of Canada like definitely the tourist attractions again of course like with the Niagara Falls mm-hmm. and uh, in in Alberta um, I went to Banff and. I wish I could have gone to Jasper. I, I wanted to go to. I went a bit to the Rocky Mountains and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. more than that is again like the people. The thing that draws you in and makes your experience like a happy or a memorable one is the people who are there to welcome you or to suggest you to places where you want to go. And definitely, I think that they're very patient and very understanding with us because when I went there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not. I'm not kidding you. I was yeah. like, "Hello, somebody, you, <laughs> somebody, you," and they were looking at me like the kids were like, "What the hell is she saying?" <laughs> <laughs> they looked at me like an alien, and yeah. you know, the, the teachers like they were just laughing and they were like, "Oh, come on, come on," like you know, kind of like she's she's new. Just give her a break. Mm-hmm. Just give it a, like a, a, just some time, and she'll she'll come and you know be able to speak not broken English, but at <laughs> least something you can understand. And I feel like. They really try to understand us. They really try to make sense of what we're trying to say with like body language, and they're very patient. Mm-hmm. And it just really makes like your experience better for those who don't speak English natively, like like fluently. Mm-hmm. And that really helps. Like they're also very friendly. Like they're like, "Hey, how can I help you?" Yeah. And, and I just love that. Like about the people, they're very honest and straightforward. And they're they're just there. <laughs> and Canadians are known for that. For mm-hmm. being super nice, yeah. I'm not sure if you've heard of the series "How I Met Your Mother." Oh, I heard of one, that. One of the characters is from Canada, Robin, mm-hmm. and the entire show, like all ten seasons, I think, they all tease her about being Canadian and how like nice Canadians are, ah. you know. So, um, people all over the world tease about Canadians being super polite and they're super nice. So um, you sort of confirmed it. That's sort of true, right? Well, yeah. It's just. I wouldn't like I would say definitely really nice but I think if you talk in terms of polite I I would have to say from all the people I've met the Japanese people Mm -hmm. are by far politest that I've ever met yeah but if it's like nice like definitely like Canadians are super nice like the thing that really makes you like feel at home is that they're very understanding and they don't like put pressure on you they're like they don't like you know just say it what you want to like they they don't do stuff like that they mm-hmm. just like it's okay like just talk uh, just talk I'll try to I'll try to kind of they don't even like it's kind of weird like we can speak like broken English like we can say um I eat like I, I eat instead of like I want to eat mm-hmm. like McDonald's I eat or I McDonald's and then kind of like make the motions of wanting to eat like it could be anything and they could and they just like click and they understand what you're trying to communicate and mm-hmm. I was like wow like you know like that's great yeah Mm -hmm. okay so 
Tell us what you think about Justin Trudeau. Well, Justin Trudeau. Okay. Um, I think I have to give you a bit of facts on him first before I could tell you. Right. Like he's the second youngest prime minister, and he's the only person so far who's the son of a previous prime minister in Canada. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that he's a very modern politician. I mean, he really like I really respect him that he respects people's rights, whether it's women's rights, it's the aboriginals or the natives in Canada or mm-hmm. even um, the LGBTQs. Because you, if you saw like in his Instagram or his social media pages, you would see him walking as a part of the the gay uh, the LGBTQ parade. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's something you don't see every day. Right. He also takes selfies and he posted like he's totally like into the social media and um, what I really liked was that in his cabinet, mm-hmm. like he has an equal number of women and men. And when asked, like, why is it that, you know, you have that? And they're like, it's 2015. He answered that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Awesome. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, I really I really love how he respects um, other people's rights and, mm-hmm. you know. And gender Just, equality. Yeah. And he is right. It is 2000 and, well, no, 2017. Yeah, yeah. It is time to really take gender equality seriously mm-hmm. will you go back and live in canada someday um permanently or to visit <laughs> like permanently uh that's something that i feel like if it's permanent i haven't really made a choice of where i want my permanent home to be yet right but definitely like i really want to go back and visit because my sister and my mom and my dad are currently like in in canada especially my dad's side of the family in quebec so i definitely like i really want to go back like on a yearly basis even just Mm -hmm. to go and visit them and like you know hey i missed you canada like are they are they waiting to watch you on the miss earth competition actually um my dad's side of the family is my sister is but my mom and dad i just found this out i'm so excited um my mom and dad are actually flying over to the philippines i know i was i was almost like crying because the thing was like my dad is retired Mm -hmm. and for the miss universe thailand like he flew over here and i would i i'm not kidding you i cried on the day that i found out because Mm -hmm. i knew that he was having like he was living on a budget mm-hmm. and the money that goes into a plane ticket to come over here like it, it's a lot and so I kind of like you know I was okay with him being here, like not okay like I was I was super like excited for him being here you know as a part of my dream yeah. in in that path and then when I heard that I had to go to the Philippines I was like okay well my mom and dad just came so obviously like I think that they're gonna like they already it already costed a lot for them to be here and all the meals and like all the travel expenses and everything and I was like okay like I'm okay if you guys don't come to the Philippines I totally understand mm-hmm. and they were they kept it quiet until just about a couple of days ago they were like oh by the way um where are you going to stay in the Philippines and I was like I don't know somewhere in Manila I guess I mean that's where it's going to take place and right. and they were like well can you tell me and I'm like why, why? <laughs> I, I, I don't know and they were like you know why and then they were like okay I'm not gonna keep it a secret anymore mm-hmm. I'm gonna come over I was like oh my gosh did you cry did you cry again this time I was almost I, I was on the verge of crying but I was like oh my god like I was so like I oh my gosh I was so speechless so I was like oh thank you like thank you so much for being there like it it really means the world to you're me you're getting teary eyed <laughs> you are Aww. So I'll bet you they're very proud of you <laughs> oh, thank you.
Okay, now the next section is called this or that. Okay. This is a new segment of the show, and we have five pairs of words. You'll pick one out and um, then explain or elaborate on your choice. Okay. Okay. The first one is too hot or too cold. Um. Well, to be honest, I'd rather it be too hot mm-hmm. because I feel like if it's too hot, you can just go in and like cool yourself. Or, but if it's too cold, like <laughs> I wore—I'm not kidding—I wore about six layers before with like six layers of of coats and like three layers of mittens, and my hands were freezing. And I honestly, like, I couldn't move my hands, and that was a really scary experience. But over here, if it's too hot, I just walk into a mall and I'm yeah. like, okay, <laughs> it's good, it's all good. Next, little black dress or little red dress? Red. Red and blue are my favorite colors. And you, I recently saw a picture of you for Miss Earth. Oh. You had this red gown on. <laughs> you look really, no wonder red is your favorite color because you look good in oh, red. Oh, thank you. It looks really good. For our listeners, Google it. You'll see it. It'll come up. It, it's really recent and it looks really good. So I'm, I'm so glad. <laughs> Next, hotel rooms or Airbnb rooms? Mm, well, I've actually used Airbnb before. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they were actually like there was this one time when I went to um, an apartment where they they said that the what was it? The water and utilities were included. But when I actually went there, it says, oh, it was supposed to say excluded. And I was like, what's going on? How is that my fault? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I contacted with the Airbnb and they were really like, they were totally like super helpful. And Mm -hmm. I got my money back. Whatever I had to pay extra, the Airbnb would cover it. Yeah, compensate it. Nice. It's all good. So I would say service wise, I I really like I would support Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next, (laughs) an iguana (laughs) as a pet. Or a tarantula as a pet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, tarantula? <laughs> no, I'd rather have the first one. <laughs> I don't think I can touch the second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't even want to say I, it. I think I'd be scared. I'm like, what if, what if one day you look at the case and you're like, where is it? What happened And then it, it starts crying <laughs> like on your back. And, oh, my God. No, I, no. Lo- I love my life too much. I wouldn't want to take the risk. <laughs> <laughs> making your own food or making your own clothes? Ooh. <laughs> I really love to try and make my own clothes, but I think that... Um, I need help. <laughs> um, so definitely, like, um, I'd love, I love, I love eating. Yeah, me too. Yes. So um, I love making my own food. Mm-hmm. Awesome. This is where you're gonna get to practice. Oh my Before gosh. you go on stage for Miss Earth. Mm-hmm. <gasps> What we have here, we have a jar filled mm-hmm. with questions, hypothetical questions. Okay. And you're going to choose one and then we'll discuss it. Just one? Yes. <laughs> Ooh, this is the smallest one. Let's see. Oh my gosh, I'm nervous. <laughs> Your question is... Oh, that looks long. <laughs> <laughs> you're on a first date with someone oh my god they promise to answer the next three questions you ask completely honest leaving out no details oh my gosh what questions do you ask 
or what questions would you ask? Wow, this is kind of tough <laughs> because I've, believe it or not, have mm-hmm. never been on a first date. <gasps> never? Never. Oh! I'll bet you the guys right now are like, I want to be the here guy- first. I want to be here first. Um, okay, well, definitely if I were to open my heart yes. <laughs> and um, somebody was to come into my life and be my date, mm-hmm. I would definitely ask, are you like really seriously thinking about dating me like as as a potential um uh marriage partner yeah because you know i guess it's kind of like a dream of mine that i really want my life to be like a fairy tale i guess like Mm. where i meet the one and i know if i open my heart up to someone and i just want him to be with me like until death do us part like i i just believe that that love is forever Mm -hmm. so definitely like um you know kind of like truth or dare actually but yeah. yeah are you are you really like serious about considering like being with me forever <laughs> um the second question would definitely be um uh is there something that there's always this question where there like you know people are not perfect mm-hmm. and sometimes like you know on a first date you kind of like try to have it like they call like Thai people I think they call it like on a promotion where you uh. only show the nice side mm-hmm. so I really want him to tell me like is there something that you think right now personally because I, I'm, I'm gonna be myself is there something that you think that um you don't like about me like right now because one it could be just a misunderstanding and I mm-hmm. could clear it or two like you know sometimes you don't know your weaknesses and if they actually say it out in a straightforward honest way I can take it. Mm-hmm. And um, it really helps you to like see a new perspective of, I mean, I've never been on a date with guys before. Like, <laughs> how am I acting? Am I too nervous? Am I not like not talking? Am I stuttering? Like, you know, is yeah. there something like just tell me honestly what you think, how you think about me and how this date is going. Mm-hmm. Wow. First date. Wait, I- I'm, I'm kind of like thinking like really far off. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, and my last question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would definitely ask about, let's see. Oh, definitely this question mm-hmm. is if we were to, you know, build a family together, right? where is it that we're going to live? Like, what is your dream house? Because if our dream houses are different, like if I wanted to live like, you know, near a lake and he wanted to live in a forest, mm-hmm. then I would think like maybe it's kind of like a clash mm-hmm. right there. And, you know, maybe like if I, if we really love each other, we can definitely like make it work. Right. But our dream houses and also like, you know, what we plan for the future, if it's not the same, then that's kind of like a bit hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much for coming here today. No, thank today. you for inviting me. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm glad our listeners get to see you on another side and and to hear what you have to say and you know what your passions are and what you believe in and Mm -hmm. we wish you the best of luck and we know you're gonna rock that stage and you're gonna no matter what happens you will do great and you're gonna make us proud we're already proud of you seeing how ready you are right now oh thank you so much (laughs) good luck thank you i'll do my best to make you all proud (laughs) thank you thank you I totally was like stuttering on the last question. I was like, oh my gosh, first date. I'm like kind of like thinking far off now. Like, girl, I stutter all the time on this show.
ถ้ารู้ว่าเพื่อนคนไหนรักภาษาอังกฤษชอบฟังภาษาอังกฤษและเรื่องราวชีวิตที่น่าสนใจของเซเล็บหลากหลายโบฝากแชร์เอพิโซดนี้ให้เขาฟังด้วยนะคะ Binge listen to all of our shows and episodes at thestandard.co/podcast. The Standard Podcast. เปิดหูเปิดตาเปิดใจเปิดโลก Oh, oh, oh.